I do is I, I give guidance to parents and families when they have a situation that is very extreme. I don't deal with regular chinuch problems. I don't deal with regular of the many issues that there are that are still in the category of normal education, normal chinuch. I deal with crisis with parents and families who have someone in the family who is not functioning properly and who's not happy, not even in the least bit, and who's struggling with things that unfortunately exist today that didn't exist 30 years ago. You know, it's unbelievable. 40 years ago, 50 years ago, nobody saw this coming. And um, pretty much people had children and the children pretty much behaved. And we didn't have to worry about all the mental health issues. If, If our children would survive, if our children would thrive you know it was it was taken for granted uh and today there's so much mental health issues and so many kids that are misunderstood um and it's it's a very very big shame and it's happening to the most wonderful families like we have over here such just such beautiful people and um to thousands of them and a lot of the there was a lot of confusion 30 years ago, 25 years ago, 20 years ago, as this thing started building and people thought, oh, it's got to be dysfunctional families. And then we realized, no, that's not true. And then it's got to be only like whatever. And it's, it's everybody. The nicest families have children who are struggling in, in, in ways that it didn't exist 20, 30 years ago. And along with that comes a tremendous amount of confusion. How should we deal with this? And that makes things even harder because when a child has a physical illness, you go to the best doctor you can find, you have a path of dealing, and everybody gathers to support the parents and the siblings and the patient. And it's almost always very clear and nobody's blaming the parents and nobody's blaming the siblings and nobody's blaming the patient and nobody's confused about what to do and whether we should support the patient or not support the patient and how to, how to deal. And now in addition to having a patient, a real patient, a real struggling soul, on top of that comes this multi-layered confusion. How do we deal Give money, don't give money, say yes, say no, put your foot down, have rules, have consequences, have boundaries, and and the parents have to this, and the parents have to that, and the siblings, and what about the siblings, and the siblings, you can't be too nice, because then the siblings are going to be in trouble, you can't be too not nice, because then the siblings are going to be in trouble, everything becomes a whole huge issue on top of the issue of a struggling soul. This causes so much extra confusion and friction, causes fighting between parents. One says, you know, you got to put your foot down. The other one says unconditional love. And the other one says, what's unconditional love? That's crazy. And and the fighting between parents could be sometimes very difficult in general. I'm talking about in general. Siblings could be like, you know, the parents, you're not dealing with it well. How come you're being so tough? Don't put down so many rules. Or how come you're letting her walk all over? I'm so embarrassed of her. I'm scared. So much extra stuff on top of a sick child. And it makes it very, very tough. So what I've been working, I've been working with struggling souls for almost 20 years. 
And I learned a lot from working with them and having a home called Home Sweet Home. And then I have uh, hundreds and hundreds of families that are under my care. And what I've uncovered is that there's a huge misunderstanding that's happening. And a lot of extra damage is caused very often in the name of Torah or in the name of um, what, a lot of different things. But that makes the, these struggling souls even worse when they feel that my family doesn't like me. My family doesn't trust me. I'm a screw up. I'm a mess up. And everybody's showing them, look, you're messed up. You took the car. You bashed it up. You can't drive. You, you do this wrong. You do this wrong. You do this wrong. Then what we assume is that the person's going to say, wow, I need help. Wow. I really need to change. Wow. I'm really a messed up, messed up person. And they're going to get better. What we've seen, though, in reality is that when a person's self-esteem is so low and they mess up and we make them feel worse by facing how bad they are, then the self-esteem goes down. And then guess what happens? The behavior gets worse. So they, they need more drugs. They need more numbing Medicaid. They go into a different category of of because the lower self-esteem, I'm a mess up, I'm a screw up, I'm different than everybody, I'll never make it, I'll never get married. Yush, they give up on life, and then they get into bigger trouble. Just raise your hand if you with if you understand what I'm saying. Okay, I didn't ask if you agreed, because that's too much to ask for, but just if you understand what I'm saying. We understand this now. Ten years ago, we didn't really understand it. People didn't get it. Now, I think it's pretty common knowledge people are understanding that sending the kid oh you need therapy and if they say no i don't want to go and we force them and we send them to boot camp and we send them against their will to rehab the success rate is so low and because we turn on them and we make them feel like you're an outcast you're the black sheep that actually doesn't help them in the short term but it causes long-term damage my my bubby my zaidi they don't like me i'm the black sheep of the family I'm the loser. All of that feeling doesn't allow you to grow out of your problems and struggles. It drowns you in them, which is counterintuitive because we think like you got a point, like, what are you doing? Drugs aren't good for you. Dropping out of school is not good for you. We have to tell you what you're doing is wrong because somehow you don't get it. But what happens is they really do get it and they're struggling and that advice for their benefit. It just, it turns them off and it makes them worse. Don't shave half your head. Don't dye the other half pink or purple. Don't look different. Don't get piercings. Don't get tattoos. Why are you doing this? How come you're doing this? It never helped anybody. We think it should because we're normal. And it, it does help normal people. A normal person who's making a mistake and you tell them, hey, this is not a smart thing to do. They'll say, oh, thank you for letting me know, and they'll mend their ways. Doesn't apply to this type of situation and many situations. It hardly ever actually applies. It used to be great. That was, you know, parenting. We have some Bobbies and Zadies in the room, right? Parenting was real easy. Couldn't really screw it up too bad. You didn't have to worry about uh, what would happen, you know? 
Like how many, how many parenting conferences did you go to? How much, uh, how many, how many parenting seminars did you need? You know, I just did whatever worked, you know, it was like, or like one guy said, he goes, my father had one hand, you know, and, and one solution to all the problems. You know, this finger was a therapist. This was a psychologist. This was a psychiatrist. This was medication. Whack. Today, we realize that things are a lot more complicated and we're dealing with people who are struggling. And when someone's struggling and we make them feel bad, the struggle gets incredibly worse. And then that's frustrating. How come even that didn't work? What I've recognized is that while the person is struggling, when they're down here, what would happen if we boosted their self-esteem? We didn't point out what they're doing is wrong. We told them, it's, you're fine. You're regular. It's, you're part of the family. Everybody struggles. It's okay. Sure, they have bigger struggles, but everybody struggles. And, and we envelop them in tremendous acceptance without any control. You want to get pink hair? Great. We're paying for it. What would happen in the long term? It's an experiment. The opposite of what everybody thinks you need to do. Instead of keeping on showing that this is not smart, you're not going to be happy, I mean for your benefit, please don't do it. What would happen if we just went the other way? Great. Express yourself. Do what you got to do. I'm with you. And throughout this journey of years, Instead of feeling alone and different, they feel totally, I don't know how, but somehow everybody likes me, even though I'm this or that or the other. Somehow everybody accepts me. What would happen in the long term to that child? And what I've proven, what parents who have come to me have proven, is that it's a totally different journey. Because... Thank God, we have no suicides, and that's not a small thing. And we have tons and tons of kids who have gotten off drugs. You were here by the group. You heard parents saying one kid got off cocaine. The other kid got off uh, um, uh, Percocet or something like that, like that for years, without any rehab, without any... And you've also been in the group long enough to know that we lost one of our kids this week. One of the worst feelings that you can imagine, but the percentages are still very low. We've lost four kids out of about 500 that were Pikuach Nefesh. It's terrible. What we're up against is terrible, but we're beating the odds of the other systems and the other what's out there. And that's why we do what we do. Also, the journey is sweet. Journey is full of love. These parents who called me to tell me that their son passed away a few days ago, they called me to thank me. And of course, I'm very humbled by that. And they said, Avi, we don't have any regrets. We enveloped our son in years of full ahava and acceptance. And we thought it was going to we didn't think we were going to lose him. We really expected to walk him down the chuppah. But we had the best few years. Like somebody else said, we didn't have the ending, but we had the journey. So it's very sad and very, very painful. We don't know who's going to make it, who's not going to make it. But we're beating the odds. And also the journey is very, very sweet. We don't do rejection. We don't give advice. 
we boost from the inside. And it's counterintuitive and it's very difficult. It's very challenging. And one of the biggest questions that people have is, what about the other kids? As if the other way, the other kids are fine. The yelling, the screaming, the rejection, the kid who goes away and then comes back and then gets arrested and goes to boot camp and overdoses and all of that. That's horrible for the kids. Our way is also challenging for the, for the siblings. It's not easy to have a sister like this. Very hard. I can't take that away from you. It's hard. But when your parents are calm and happy and embracing her and embracing you and you're all doing this together as a family unit and the grandparents and the aunts and the uncles and the friends are all a part of this. It takes a village to save, to save a struggling soul. And we put our embarrassment on the side and we say, I'm willing to be embarrassed for my sister. I'll take the hit. The siblings, you are like the Rachel Imenu of our Dar. Our biggest hero, Rachel, she gave away the codes to her sister and she thought she's going to be married to Esav, right? She said, I'm going to protect my sister. And it's a lot of work. And your parents will share with you the material that I give them, the, the audios, the videos, the reading, Open your minds and open your heart to realize anybody could struggle. It could have been you. Nobody's above above this struggle. And the way that we are going to respond to this is going to make you stronger. It's going to make you better. You're going to end up being better wife and a husband, mother and a father one day. Because you're going to learn how to deal with those who are struggling. And it's going to be very annoying. Because struggling souls are very annoying. But we're going to try to make the best of it. So this is the story. It's very hard. It is embarrassing. But I think the kids today get, get it better than the parents. They know that people struggle. People struggle. They have a lot of kids usually in their class and in the neighborhood that they know that struggle. And somehow we got one in, you know, in our family too. It's embarrassing. And, and it doesn't go away in a week, and, and it's a process. And you, know, you don't know until 10 years from now how we did. You know, hopefully we'll have some signs of, 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 uh, of good stuff along the way. But I'm saying it's, it's, a, long-term, it's a long-term thing. We're going to learn time of Devira. I really, really beg families to learn chapter. It takes five minutes. Chapter a week. We're going to become godly. We're going to look at her with Rachum and Chanun, Erech compassion and mercy and it's not going to be fair because fair is does not as Rick Lavoie says fair does not mean equal fair means that everybody gets what they need and this medicine is very sweet and you might be jealous and say whoa look what she's getting maybe it's worth it for me I'll go crazy and I'll get all this good stuff right everybody loves to go on on uh, to Cancun but for the siblings, I'll tell you that when you get a no, you should say, thank you, Hashem. It means I'm still normal because yeses are good for you sometimes and no's are good for you sometimes. It's good for you. For her, a no is not good because she's in a, a different category. So don't be jealous. Be, be thankful that you don't need this 
level of treatment because it's not healthy. It's like chemo, chas v'shalom. Chemo for someone with cancer, it's poison for a healthy person. But someone with cancer needs chemo. So based on what she has, I'm going to be advising your parents. And um, they're very brave. And it takes a lot of self-control. This is the hardest, hardest method in the world. The, the grandparents, you should be so proud of, of your son and daughter, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, that they did their research and that they picked the hardest method. Much easier to yell and scream and say, it's my house, it's my car, I'm not giving you the keys, I'm not letting you in, and you can't do this, and you can't go out like this, and you can't bring this friend in. And it's, it's so much easier, natural. But what they realize is that they want the highest success rate and they're willing to bend over backwards. And of course, with tremendous tefillah, that we should be zaycha to success. A lot of people have had a lot of success. That's the research they did before they came to me. So this is basically what I'm all about. Why are you all here? So number one, you're all here to give big hugs to the parents and to these very cute siblings because they're going through a lot of difficulty and it's painful. So the fact that you're all here and you're saying, we respect that you did your research. We respect that this is what you want to do. And we are here for you. You tell us what you need from us. Babysitting, making food, money, taking the kids out, spoiling the siblings, what do you need from us? And this is what we do naturally. If God forbid a kid in the family is physically ill, everybody's there. Nobody's giving stupid advice. Nobody's giving criticism. Nobody's commenting. Everybody's there. What can we do for help? You know what? You could take, take out this cute boy once a week, right? The seagulls are in, right? You can take out this cute girl. Sorry, you're in Israel. It's a little harder, but still. You could be nice, right? Be there for the be there for them. Don't second guess them because I have so many parents that there's always someone in the family who's saying, "This is crazy. What are you doing this for? How come you're doing this?" I'm like, it hurts people when you do that. Show them support. Now, if you find a better person to guide them, not only you should tell them, but I'll go with them. I'm always willing to learn, but until you find a better hospital, a better crisis center, a better guide with better statistics, then just be there for them. Don't, don't offer your, you know, how come ask me, ask someone else. Parents are in a lot of pain. Siblings are in a lot of pain. Don't ask them your, you know, cause I'm curious questions. Go online for that. Google. And I'm saying this cause with 500 families, we have so many parents, so many parents who come to me that are so hurt because while they're like lifting this huge thing, people are poking them and it's painful and people don't mean it. They don't think about it more than two seconds, but for the parents, it's very painful. So your support is needed. Number one, number two, what happens at some point is Bezrat Hashem. She's going to come to a Simcha, a Hanukkah party, something if you're all strangers and you lose touch or she feels that you judge her, she's not going to go or she's going to run out. What we need from all of you is to be macabre on yourselves. Each of you, I am going to build a relationship with her 
that is close and tight because it takes a village. If every single person here from one to a hundred ends up with a hundred or 90, 80, even if it takes six months, it takes a year to build it. Okay. The Bobbies and the Zabies. I love you. You're my favorite grandchild. You have to say that to each one, but she needs that. Make for her special Bobby cookies. Take her out. Make believe she's in the hospital. You would fly there just to spend time with her. You don't even know if she'll be up when you get there. It doesn't matter. If she's sleeping, you'll come back the next day. We, we treat this like a crisis. We give this at least, at least the same value as we would for physical illness. Make sure you text, WhatsApp, bond, build a relationship, find a way. So that way she feels, I have so many people who like me. And she won't feel that if you don't like the way she dresses or the way she acts or the way she talks. That's a fact. When we, we see, we have to see past that and we have to just show her, I like you. I enjoy being with you. doesn't matter. No chitzainis. The outside does not matter. Don't let it throw you off. So the first reason you're here is to give the parents and the siblings support. Chip in. Be there for them. Physically, emotionally, psychologically. Just be there with them. They're amazing people. And they're about to, to do something really hard and really amazing. Be there for them. And the second thing is, build your relationship with this kid. This kid is in danger. This is pikuach nefesh. Some people say, well, you know, I, there's no well you know. Figure out how to do it. I have no advice how to do it. I can't possibly know how each one of you can get it done. I could tell you that if you don't know how to do it, pray on it. Daven to Hashem. Please give me the seichel and the siyata deshmaya to get into this kid and to this family and to be a part of saving her. Pray on it. If you care, you'll get there. She needs focus. And the siblings, I'm sure, know this, understand this, and are going to be okay. I had a 12-year-old girl that told her parents, they said, listen, we're going to Bobby and Zadie, and I just want to tell you, they're going to really be focusing on your sister. She was 16, and she was Nebuch. And this 12-year-old healthy girl said, it's okay. She needs it. Right? It's not easy. It's not easy, but that's, that's special siblings that are saying, you know what? She needs it. Shower her with love. Take her on vacation. Keep her alive. Do what you got to do. I want to be by my sister's wedding. Right? I want to be by her wedding. And, this, and, and it's a serious, a serious situation. And it's a serious time where we're losing a lot of kids. So the kids today are, are very giving, but it's, it's difficult, you know? Everybody wants ice cream. Everybody likes goodies. Don't worry, kids. You're going to get good stuff also. But not stuff that's bad for you. Only stuff that's good for you. And the stuff that she's going to get is what she needs. My medicine is yummy. My medicine is a very sweet medicine. I'm going to blow her mind with... with being made after her, being giving her good stuff. We're going to make her feel so special. And you kids should know that 
God forbid, if you needed it, you're just as special to your parents. And if you needed it, your parents will do for you as well. You should never need it. You should never need this dose of, of boosting, of spoiling. She needs it. She needs to be spoiled. So she should start to realize that she has value. And over time to rebuild her life and want to be like us. So that's why we need all of you. I also will suggest to all of you that we should say the entire Tehillim every single day. Someone should make a list and someone, everyone should take five or ten kapetlach and we'll ask the Rav to say the last one, the cherry on top. It's also the smallest one. And we'll know that every single day we're davening to Hashem. And that could be the most powerful thing. We're all telling Hashem, we care about this neshama. We want to see her healthy, emotionally, functioning, happy, yismach leiv Hashem. We want to see that she should be able to get married and have a bayis naman Yisrael and have a husband and have children. This is, we have a lot of things that we want and we should all daven. And while you're davening, that's your time to think, what have I done lately for her? What have I done my hishtadlis to boost her, to build my relationship, to move it to the next level, to go special, to do something special for her, to take her out, to send her something, to, to keep raising that nafshay kshura b'nafshay, NKN. That's what it's all about, the NKN. It's like the, the level of depth of the relationship. Not like saying, oh, you know, it's not what I usually do. This is not usual. This is panic. This is crisis, and we need everybody involved. And I could tell just from looking at these, these wonderful faces that this family, you're so lucky. You have so much goodness, people who love you and, and who are going to help you. And Bezrat Hashem, we're going to get through this. And Bezrat Hashem, we're going to see a miracle of her rebirth and her revival. And she should be rejuvenated. We should see a lot of Nachasum.